On behalf of DC Boxing Legends Podcast, we send our condolences to one of our fallen soldiers who we lost in 2001 in New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to do a 10-count salute to the great Behaving Scotland. Boxing Legends Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a special tribute to one of our own who we lost in 2001 of July in New York City, B, Scotland, who we lost many years ago, man. I have a special guest on us today. I have B Jr., man, aka Lil B. How's it going? This is the son of B, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going, Lil B? Oh, everything's going good. Everything's going good. I just want to say, you know, thank you for doing this tribute for my dad because it means a lot to, to all of us in the Boston community. Um, most importantly, our, uh, our family. So just thank you for this. You, you're welcome, man. Uh, last time I saw you, man, you was a baby, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, I looked at the pictures. I went through your Instagram page, man. You look identical to your father, man. Yeah, everyone always say that. They say I'm a split image of him. Man, split image, man, from the hair on down, man. I said, because he looks just like his father, man. Yeah. So tell me some experiences or anything that you want us to, to share about your father that you remember. Well, um, you know, he passed in 2001. And I don't really have too many memories of him because, you know, I was such a young age. Okay. But... I, I have been hearing st- stories from a lot of people of how great of a fighter he was and how he was just up and coming. He was just a really good dude, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, he was, man. Um, uh, if, if he could help you, he would. I mean, I remember him giving me some strategies and techniques to use for fights. I'm a few years younger than him. And um, he, and we had fought. We went to New Jersey in 1993 and fought the Jersey team up there. And your father was the headliner. Him and Demarcus Chop Chop Corley was the headliner oh, yeah, of the yeah. fight. So, um, yeah, man, he um, he was the truth, man. Your mother was there as well. She was um, she went on that trip with him. She may remember it because uh, we caught the bus and went up there. And, um, man, he put on a performance, man, like no other, man. And, um, oh, trust me, I believe it. You know that's just in our blood. You yes, know, indeed. Yes, indeed. What, what you into now, man? I see you doing music or something. 
Oh uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing music. I have my own clothing brand. Okay. Um, Parasol Apparel. Okay. Um, it's called Parasol Apparel, and I also do uh, a whole bunch of other things. You know, I mean, I play basketball and I do boxing for fun. Okay. And stuff like that. Okay. But other than that, I'm just really trying to be uh, in tune with my clothing brand. Okay. Trying to expand that. All right, yeah, man. Go ahead and uh, shout it out, man. We gonna get that out there, man. Now, man. You know what I'm saying? You family. All right, um, all right, all right y'all. I just want y'all to follow me. Uh, Parasol Apparel LLC um, Hosted Well not hosted Well originated from the DMV um, 23 years old Batavian Scotland the second man um, Up and coming Yes indeed man Yes indeed man hey, It was an honor to have you on here uh, Please tell your family uh, We send our condolences still to this day uh, um, and, um, and we're proud of you Continue doing what you're doing man Your father's looking down And I know he's proud of you man yeah, you know, it just like I said, this is just big. This is big in the boxing community, and I just want to shout out to uh, all the boxers that ever trained with them, actually helped them be a, a better fighter and everything. You know, rest in peace to Dad. You know, he's gone, but he's not forgotten. And I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak on your podcast. Man, you're welcome, man. Anytime, bro. You're welcome on here anytime, anytime. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lord B is in the building. DC Boxing Legends Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a tribute to the great B, Scotland. We, the brother we lost many years ago uh, to the ring, man. Uh, we have a special guest on here who's very close to him. Um, he's just been his manager from 1998 to 2000. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the great Simba Sana. How's it going, brother? Oh, it's going pretty well. How you doing? Doing great, brother. Um... Just I wanted you, everybody to get an idea because, um, you know, this podcast was was made to educate the youth and the young fighters that's up and coming. So um, I wanted to can you give us, you know, how how you used to deal with and, and the things that we may have not known about B that you might could tell us about him. Uh, please share some of your experiences, brother. OK, well, you know, B was obviously uh, what people did know about him. He was uh enormously talented fighter and I and I would say that uh, from talking to people I didn't know him I met him right when he turned pro from what uh, I've heard from other people like William Joppy that um, he was actually performed better in some ways as an amateur the excitement that he brought to the ring um, one thing about B um, he was never never had an issue with him doing what he said he was going to do he was always on weight he was always there at the gym, never missed days. He was very focused, had an enormous heart. Um, and again, that's what in the end led to uh, the unfortunate situation back in 2001. But uh, he was just a really good fighter. And I was looking forward to him you know, seeing how far he really could go in terms of going all of the way and uh, try to do my best to, to guide him. And he had a nice support system, you know, uh, Derek Matthews, I'm not sure whether you've spoken to him, but it was really his plan and blueprint that we followed and we had some success there. Okay, that's awesome, man. Um, do you have any experiences with uh, far as uh, fights? Remember any fight moments or any stories about, you know, any, you know, before a fight, any rituals, anything of that nature? Well, um, if you've seen the videos of B, I mean, B was a fairly low key guy in some ways, but the the one thing that stood out is his hair. 
he would always uh, sometimes do the bumblebee hair, which I've never really seen before. He would, you know, have his hair all gold. So that was the area where he wanted to kind of flex or be a little flashy with, and also his trunks. I mean, I had some trunks made for him. So that's where he kind of showed that little flair about him. Yes, indeed. That was something he liked to do. But other than that, his personality, he wasn't a loud person. He was uh, very respectful and how he carried himself, really low-key, like a typical D.C. area type of guy. You know, he wasn't real flashy or showy in that way, you know? Yes, indeed, man. Uh, great brother, man. I appreciate you, man, for coming on here. Uh, any shout-outs or anything that you want to give to the family or anybody that you want to shout-out? You have the time. Yeah, now. well, uh, uh, Kitty, you know, his, his wife, uh, Denise of Scotland, definitely want to uh, give her a shout-out just how uh, classy and elegant she was in dealing with uh, George Khalid Jones who of course didn't want that to happen to be but he had come down to the funeral and I was actually there the day that uh, George Khalid Jones for those who don't know was a fighter who fought B and led to B's uh, you know physical demise and I was there when they met each other in fact uh, Khalid Jones had retired it was Kitty or Denise who called him and encouraged him to come back and I was there when they when George Khalid Jones to come back to Michael's 8th Avenue okay. and had boxed um, Darnell um, the Dingling Man, Darnell Wilson. Yeah, I remember him. And uh, Kitty came to support George Khalid Jones and they met afterwards and I was happy to be there and they de- developed a friendship. Wow. And also, I want to shout out Little B. Um, you know, I actually was supposed to take him out to uh, eat soon. Okay. So I have to give him a phone call and so I definitely want to shout both of them out and also be up to Okay. Well. Yes, indeed, brother, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the great Simba Sana, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you, brother, for coming on. All right. Thank you for having me. DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest, legendary Sean Johnson. How's it going, brother? Man, it's going fantastic. How about you? Everything's good, brother, man. Today we're doing a... Uh, a tribute to the great E, Scotland, man. We all called them B in the neighbor in, in D.C. And uh, brother Sean, I know a man who been around the game for many years. I'm sure he has some great memories and stories that he could share with us about the legend, man. How any stories you got, brother, that you want to share? Um, absolutely. I'm gonna try to make this short. Um, but I want it to be memorable. I'm gonna. You know, my peak on B was a fantastic human being. Um, fierce competitor. Um, he was a little younger than myself, and uh, he used to call me Little Big Brother. At, at the same time, we used to love to go to the Indianapolis Black Expo. He witnessed me fight Floyd. Okay. Um, and, you know, I just remember traveling uh, up there. It took like, it was like 11 hours drive. So we spent a great deal around each other. Um, I would go to his fight. He would come to mind if we wasn't on the same card. And he just was a beautiful individual, man. Um, inside and outside the ring. I mean, you know, at the time he was married and kid. And, you know, at that particular time, you know, you ain't really see cats under 25 married. Real deal. So, uh, anybody really know me? He was married at a young age. He was a great family man. He was a great friend father and uh that's one of um boxing in in the dmv greatest loss man um 
like I said, um, we went the year that Mike Tyson wound up getting in trouble. We were there. Wow. You know, and uh, the pranks we would play on one another. He just, he had a beautiful smile. He had a, um, he just was a, a good guy all around, man. It's like, when that news hit, man, I mean, it was like the building falling on me, man. And, um, like I said, we went to several tournaments together. Uh, it's just too many to name. Um, anybody that know him, like I said, he was a fierce competitor. Uh, he was a, a, a hell of a human being. And uh, man, I appreciate this opportunity to even have to speak on somebody as great as he was. Uh, like I said, it was king of jokes. If you need him for anything, he had your back. And uh, that's just a tremendous loss for for our uh, area to be and be in boxing within itself. And I pray that God had mercy on his soul. Uh, um, I haven't really spoke much to any of the family. And uh, like I said, I appreciate the podcast even doing this for him because it's well deserved. Yes, indeed, brother. I appreciate you, man, for coming on here, man, because I knew. Man, if, if if anybody I know knew knew the brother knew you know what I'm saying had a good relationship it was definitely you man because you was them you like the glue to all of us man man yeah, most definitely man uh, and like I said once again uh man God rest his soul we, we definitely lost a, a, a good comrade of uh, Chief you you know him yes indeed as well as I did man you can't you can't remember nothing. When you think about it in the negative, you think about beef. Oh yeah, everything was all positive oh. until the situation happened. Even the guy up, I still remember up to that fight. You know, he was still keeping in touch with the family. Uh, I was told a couple of years he was donating part of his purse to be family. Wow, he just, he just was a charismatic guy like that. Yeah, and, you know, for us. To have to go through that, man, I can, I just can't imagine uh, what his family uh, went through, suffering that that loss. You know, he was, like I said, a big joke to play a lot of jokes. You know, things of that nature, man. And he is truly, truly missed. Yeah, he is, man. Uh, you know. Yeah, man. So, I, I had some great memories with him, man. Uh, we went to, um, uh. New Jersey It was me And and Chop Chop Was like the headliner Did you go to that one? When Midtown Had through this one We went up there In Fort New Jersey That time No I didn't go I think you was on The international Doing your international I I remember Yeah And um Man we And he had brought His wife You know So I didn't know It was his wife At the time It was was, Because this year Was about 93 Yeah around that time and man, um, man, we went up there, man. We 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 showed out up there, man. Um, and, and and man, like you said, man, like it's really nothing bad you can say about the brother, man. Um, um, he was a competitor, he was a fierce competitor, um, and he loved the area, you know. And and anybody got any any information? Cause I want to get a hold of his train as well. I haven't seen him in years, man. Uh, yeah, man, I think that would be a fantastic thing. I see if your company can do that. I, I would definitely either like to listen to what what's said and 
You know what I mean? Um, like, I, like I said, after that man, it's just like you know he gone. We didn't hear much from the family. I like right. to know what his kids doing. So if you find out anything, because you know, like I would like to support it and support the family in any most, way I could. Most definitely. In, in any way. Um, and like I said, man, I appreciate uh, what you're doing in the podcast, even covering that because there's so many soldiers that we lost. And yes, indeed. Like, you know, it's nothing. And I know it's not nothing or whatever, but we got to honor these guys. Yes, man, indeed, man. Come from a rich tradition of, of fighters. And not only that, just from a rich tradition of brothers, man. And we need to embrace each other. Yes, indeed. A little more with, with the way people is just dropping. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, yep. like I said, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you even giving me the honor to speak on B. And once again, uh, no matter who you talk to, that guy lit up a room. Man, man I what? just see a smile. <laughs> yep. But when you called me and we, we had the discussion, I was like, you know, as soon as his name came up, I just didn't picture his smile, man. Yes, indeed, like, man. About the place, yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And, and, and I'm gonna give you this. We went to, we went on the trip. We went, we fought in uh, Atlanta. Okay. And you know, we was all, you know, get there. You know, you know how the thing goes. You check your weight. You gotta find out who has to make weight this, that, the third. And the court, we making weight. And Adam had, little Adam had the most weight to lose. Okay. So, doing all that, Adam losing the weight. So, B come to me and say, look, you and Adam in the room together, right? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He said, we're going to play the trick on him. He's like, he going to go eat. He got to run. You know what we got to do after we eat and we eat that fruit. We got to use the bathroom. Right, right. B got me, knew he was going to use the bathroom and hit the toilet paper. Man, one of the funniest jokes I ever seen, man. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and I say that, say, you know, uh, he hid the toilet paper so so long, you know what I mean? He was going to originally give Adam the toilet paper. Right. But, you know, when he was calling, you know, while he stuck on the toilet, he was calling, hey, B, hey, John. <laughs> and we didn't answer. And he probably going to want to beat me up for this. But I'm just going to say we trying to figure out what did he wipe his hand pot. Oh, shit. You know, so I'm not going to say what I thought he did it with. You know, I'm just going to leave it like that because oh, I don't want to get no more beef. Right hey, here. man. Yeah. I am whip, so, I'm hip, man. I'm hip, man, bro. Hey, man. Damn. Them, yeah, them was the good so, days, man. Man, them was the good days. And just why, you know, I love uh, uh, what you're doing with the podcast. And, you know, like I said, I'm done with all that feuding with the coaches, you know, somebody yeah. done me wrong. I done turned over a different leaf and, and, and thanks to people like me. Right. You know, I'm all for uniting, you know, uplifting one another. Yes, indeed. And, you know, that's where it's at, man. And again, I appreciate you even giving me an opportunity. Man, anytime, brother. Share anytime. Some words about that guy. That was a fantastic guy and that is a tremendous loss. Yes, indeed, brother. I appreciate you, man. You know, anytime, I brother. I already you. know you. Like I say, man, you the glue of this whole thing, man. And always been from different generations, including to now, brother. Ladies man, and I gentlemen, man, you. the legendary Sean Johnson, man, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DC Boxing Legends, man. We're doing a special tribute to the late, great B. Scotland. Doing what he loved to do, man. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, man. The great Superman, Heyru hey. Carter. How's it going, brother? Man, I'm doing good. Everything's going good. How about you? Everything's good, brother. Man, it's all, all love, man. Uh... Man, give us your experiences with um with B Scotland, Holden man, and, and some stories that you remember uh during those days, the glory days of the nineties. Yeah, man, I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, B was was absolutely incredible, man. He he was a guy that um I remember when uh when I first met him. Well, seeing him fight, you know, and I knew he was in my weight class. And I was just like, wow, man, like, you know, it, it, it was, it was something, uh, I saw, I remember seeing him thinking to myself, you know, worried to death about fighting him. He was so sharp and he was a southpaw. So that's what, you know, that's nothing that made him so incredible back then. You know, we didn't have many southpaws like we do now. Right. And, uh, so and he was sharp. He was quick, man, had snap powerful, man. You know, he was so good. And I remember when, uh, I saw my name up there me against B, man, I got nervous, I don't know what, man, I remember just training so hard, in fact, I trained so hard, I was so nervous to fight, I trained so hard, I was underweight, Wow. I remember, <laughs> yeah, man, and, and this dude, I remember I went to his fight, the, the fight before I fought him, I had a knockout, but it was just like a, uh, um, like a TKO, you know, went spectacular, so then I came and I watched him when he fought, and I was sitting right at the ring and he hit the dude I swear it was like a 16 punch combination bah, 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 bah. and then he and then the dude fell out he leaned over the rope and he looked me right in my face he's like ah man, man. almost man nigga <laughs> uh, hey, you can imagine yeah but I was chilling man I was just, and, and he did it on purpose he knew we was fighting next right well, he knew we were gonna be fighting and I was just like man he got me man he got my heart there so wow. I got the ring with him. I remember the first round. We had three rounds, of course. You know, the amateur. The first round, he got me because I was, you know, because I was starstruck pretty much. I mean, I was, you know, he, he got me. And then the second round, um, I figured, shit, I'm getting my hands with my man. I was do something about it. He's, you know, God. So I started coming back. And we did so well, man. I did so good. It's like this dude, after this fight is when I became popular. I lost to him. But he was so good. Just losing to him the way I did made me popular. And I always remember being that because I remember you know before the fight way and he was grit on me you know he was a thorough dude too right he was grit on me and, and all this you know he had my heart and I remember after the fight uh it was such a good fight um that's when people started knowing who I was and the thing that made me feel good too was um I remember uh, a couple of fights after that I had um I was fighting somebody and when I went to my corner I heard somebody in there telling me, hey, hey, we'll do this, do that, man. Hey, look, you need to do this. And I looked down, it was B. I was excited. You know what I'm saying? That's that, what's up. You know, I could, you know, I was excited to, to be that close to him, man, because he was really a good dude, thorough dude. And um, and 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 I always remember that about he and I, that um, that I, he was so good, just losing to him made me popular. That, that's <laughs> amazing. I, that's what's up, the man. Way I did. And, I, and I had one more other story I remember. And it's about, um, you know, how much he loved his wife. I remember we went, uh, we were at a fight. <laughs> I forgot we was at, but he was fighting. Uh, this was a pro fight too. Yeah. And um, he was fighting. So he was getting ready to fight. He was going to the ring. 
No, he was fighting. I'm sorry. And uh, in between rounds, I could see his wife. I wasn't with her, but I was at a distance. I could see her from a distance, and I saw something was going on. What happened apparently was somebody said something to her, and I guess when he, she rejected him, he got a little whatever. You know, I guess he understand the circumstances, but he understood them quick enough because I saw B coming out the ring in between rounds. He's going to come down there. Right. <laughs> what he was going on, dude. Yeah, he was like, well, you know, yeah, say that. And I said, uh, I walked over and said, I, 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 I walk, I got it, I got it. And he was like, man, he, I said, I, I said, um, I said something like, uh, he said something about your girl. And he was like, that's my wife. That's my wife. But he was emphasizing, that's my wife. So wow. I'm about to come down there and have this fight. <laughs> I'm about to come there and have another fight. Yeah, exactly. Good I said, God. I said, nah, be nah. Yeah, man. I said, nah, be, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. But by that time, I ain't even have to get it because this dude understood quick the circumstance that yeah. was around him. He didn't really know who he was talking to. <laughs> exactly. Man, that was man. That's a good story there, man. I remember yeah. traveling with a man to um. We fought in the um in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It was the um the DC team versus the New Jersey All Star DC All Stars versus New Jersey something Jersey All Stars yeah. versus DC something. Uh, forgot what word they called us the bombers or something like that it was some wild name or something, or something like that right. so and uh b was uh it was chop chop and b scotland was gonna be the um the two headliners that fought their two best guys okay and i fought first i was a junior at the time man i was losing the fight right mm-hmm. came back and stopped the dude in the third round yeah. The whole team got hyped after that, man. B, <laughs> uh, Chop Chop, man. They were stopping everything moving out that joint, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. And, and, and I had, man, them days were some glory days, man. I just got finished talking to uh, James Baker. And he, oh, man. man, he told me they fought five, four times. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know even. So I saw when James put on there. Yeah, my he was my rival and that friend, but I was trying to understand. So B must have grew quick because yeah. when I fought him, we yeah we we fought me and B fought at I think one fifty six. I'm yeah. not sure one fifty six. So how did him and James Baker fight? Because he, you know James one twenty five. Yeah, he he wow. said he said B had left and went away to J uh like a junior college or something. And came back was like um. Say so he gained about about fifty pounds or something of that yeah. nature. Came back, he got big, man. Over time, he must have played football or something. I don't know yeah, how he yeah. got that big, but uh, yeah, man, B was a good dude, man. My first encounter yeah. with it was very um was because we got into it because I think he had like a little brother or something that was at the fights or something, uh-huh. and we it was a ch- exchange of words or something. You know what I'm saying? You know how the fight game uh-huh. was back then, yeah. man. Dudes, yeah. dudes didn't care if you was in that weight class or your friend was a friend in that weight. Hey, everybody was enemies until after that fight, man. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, just like you said, that was crazy though for him to roar like that. Man, I could imagine, but I do remember that though. Um, uh, hey, Ru, I remember that those times because I remember you fought, and when when he fought, because that was my first time, my first tournament watching. That that Golden Gloves was serious, man. That tournament man, was the oh, truth, man. man. It was nothing but the truth. Was a bomb, man. That song was nice. Yes, it was, yeah. man. Yeah, so intense, man. So intense in it. Yeah, 
But brother, man, I truly appreciate you, man, uh, uh, for sharing your story, man, with the great legendary um, late uh, B. Scotland, man. Yeah, I uh, love B, man. I, I, I contribute a lot of, of my beginning, my success to him, man. Most- I, I do, and I, and I and I remember when I heard that he just um, I heard what happened. I didn't know about it. I was in the mall. You know how like certain things in our life we remember where we were. I remember where I was when I heard about B. I was in the mall. Wow. And um and I heard about it. I couldn't even. I had to go back to my car. I, I, I had to because I couldn't believe that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really that really messed me up, man. You know. You know. He was. You know. Most he, definitely, he, he man. Dude, man. That's just like hearing, uh, you know, being a police officer or something, hearing that one of your fallen soldiers, man, fell victim in the ring, man. I, I remember yeah. that myself, brother. Um, that was one of the discouraging moments that kept me from it was when that happened, you know, because my yeah. plans was to come back. But that right oh, there didn't bro. seal the deal right there for me, man. Wow. I ain't never know that. Man. Yep. Yep. That sealed it for me. Yep. Man, ladies and gentlemen, man, the legendary great. Hey, Rue Carter, Superman. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate everybody who listening and support uh, Boston Legends. Um, I really do. And uh, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. Appreciate you, man. Peace, brother. DC Boxing Legends podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This tribute is for the late, great B. Scotland who we lost in July the 1st of 20, 2001. I'm here with former world champion, still active in the game, ladies and gentlemen, the great Demarcus Chop Chop Corley. How's it going, brother? It's going good. It's a pleasure to be on the line with you. Always. Always, man. You know how we do, bro. We go back to the beginning. So, um... Yeah, man, I always wanted to want to hear you share your experiences and stories that you have that you remembered of uh, Beethoven, man. Uh, we know him as B, man. How, w- give me some stories that you can share with us about him, brother. Uh, he's a great fighter, man. He was a softball like me as well. We got a chance to share the ring together in the amateur. <laughs> okay. Uh, we fought each other. I got the nod on that decision, so I got the win. And then um, leading up, as he grew, went into uh, 147. And as he grew, his body went to 154, then 160. And I was still fighting at 139. So we had a chance to see each other interact in the ring. And it was a great experience leading up till 2001 when he was my spawn partner as I took on a five-day title fight for the WBO world title. It was B and uh, Anthony Fields who helped me get ready for that fight. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he's truly missed. And um, a lot of memories there that we shared throughout the years in the DMV. Yes, indeed, brother. Hey, remember when we went to um, New Jersey City? And fought those guys up there in Jersey City. It was DC versus Jersey City. And UNB was the headliners of that fight. It was about in 93. <laughs> and, and UNB was the headliners. Y'all had fought their best two up there, man. We had a great time up there. I think Midtown was throwing it on somebody in 93, man. You remember that? 
don't remember it, but I remember them a lot. There's a lot of fights, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got fights. a lot we of rumbles, man. Yeah. We traveled so much, man. Yes. And I, I just take my head off to the sport of boxing because I would have never got a chance to see the world the way I did. Yes, yes indeed. Likewise, man. Yeah, man, you've been everywhere, brother, man. Uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. You motivate us older guys, man. You know, you keep us, <laughs> <laughs> keep us motivated, man. Because, man, you shoot, you older than me by a good three, four, maybe five years, and, and it's no excuse. So, you know, I keep going watching you, man. You know. Yes, indeed. Bro. Right, taking care of your body at the end of the day, man. That's what it's about. Yes, indeed, brother. So, um, do you got any memorable national moments that you remember with B traveling with him? Um, no, I can't remember because we traveled so much. I understand. And um, just times out of town, just having a lot of us, man. Him, Jermaine Fields, Anthony Fields, Keith Hurst, over Hillcrest, yep. work with all them other guys, man. We just, we had moments, uh, Hayru Carter, yep. man, it's like a family reunion when you start thinking about so many fighters out of the DMV area that we spent time together traveling, getting to know each other growing up. Yes, indeed, brother. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Great, great moments, man. Great moments. Yes, they was, man. Yes, they was, man. Well, champ, I truly appreciate you sharing your um, times with the brother, man. Um, we're going to be doing this periodically, man, with other fighters that we lost as well. So it's going to be a continuous thing, man, because I want, you know, the recognition of all of uh, all the fighters that have came out that, the you know, the public may may have not known but well, they will get to know about the rich history that we had in this town, man, because it's a lot of great fighters came from out of here. Yeah. Well deserved, man. Yes, indeed, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Demarcus Chop Chop Corley, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DC Boxing Legends Podcast. We have a special guest today in lights of the tribute to the great B. Scotland. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have no other than the legendary Discombobulated Jones. How's it going, brother? Oh, we're ready to do it, so let's step to it. Man, it goes well. Blessed and highly favored and it's honored to be dropping seeds. Yes, indeed. Yeah, brother. Uh, give me some of your experiences um, that you remember of B in the '90s and early 2000. Uh, yeah. Um, I know you. You know, if anyone that we can go to and want to get in depth, um, you know information and, and, and experiences is definitely you. You saw us all. You know, what what fighter, if you was a fighter, you had to be announced by the legendary Discombobulated Jones. There was no way around it. You you are our ring announcer and you will forever be our ring announcer. So um give give your 
your your um encounters with or, or experiences that you remember about B. Scotland. Thank you for allowing me to share, Jim. You know, he was a charismatic force. Uh, you know, wherever he went, he drew attention. Again, a work ethic second to none. I mean, you know, chisel body of a Donna's type, you know. And he gave honest effort in that ring. He didn't win them all, but he was in all of them because he had a nonstop motor, you know, and a will to win. And, you know, just shocked us to the core, man, to watch him on ESPN one night on the USS Tristan ship in, in New York Harbor, fighting in a guy, a guy that was maybe two weight divisions heavier than him. It was a bad end, and I was screaming at the TV for the referee to stop. You know, but B, in a bitter end, kept fighting. You know, so everybody listening. Honor that man for his work ethic, will to win, never say die attitude. Boxing is not a game. It's not a game. You play other sports. You don't play boxing. Yep. And B knew that. And he was willing to pay that price. He experienced in paradise. Yes, indeed, brother. Uh, man, this, 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 I had to do this tribute, man. Um, it's like, um, you know how. You have police officers who honor their fallen soldiers and military members that honor their fallen soldiers. Well, this is our time to honor our fallen soldier, you know, in the in doing something that he loved to do since childhood. That's indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you, brother, for um always coming on and and and, and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing the spotlight, man, on our local legend. Nobody else is doing it, you know, like you. And certainly, we're supposed to lift each other up. So let's start giving each other flowers and smell while we can. Yes, indeed. Iron sharpen iron. That's a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, the great discombobulated Jones, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Welcome to DC Boxing Legends Podcast. We're doing a special dedication to the late B. Scotland. I have a special guest on here now, former um, manager of B, uh, Dwayne Patterson. How's it going, brother? How's it going, man? All is well. Um, Give me anything that uh, you want to discuss about B that you remembered from uh, those days that you were managing him. And uh, just just give us a brief, um, you know, stuff stuff that we may have not known about him. Oh yeah, hey, so he, he was a good. He had a good heart. Um, uh, 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 I mean, and he had the biggest heart out of any fight I ever known. Wasn't scared to get in the ring. Wasn't scared to fight. Um, uh, even doing to fight his last fight that he had you know we we kept telling him we want to stop it he told us no 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 you know I'm good I'm good so we went off of his instead of taking charge we went off of what he wanted to do okay and be there we never want to give up one thing about him he even told me that he was you know this, this, this is his life he got to die behind and that's what he'll do wow so, um, what years was you tr- uh, his manager? What year? 
It would have to be around 2000, I think it was around the early, early 2000. Um, I can't recall exactly when the fight was, but I was, um, I was the last fight that he was in, I think it was 2000 or something like that. 2001. Yeah. And he, uh, so I've been, I've been his manager for probably about two years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what, what, what interest did you see in B that made you want to manage him? What did you notice that was special, something special about him that you was running, willing to invest your time into him? His heart, his, uh, willingness to want to be the champion, his speed, his endurance. I mean, every, every, his, his spawn is everybody in his spot. He, total advantage of okay. I mean even the fighters that that was around the area everybody he sparred with he just he outdid him he outshined him yeah yeah he, he yeah well, that's amazing man um uh, do you have any recalls of um um that experience or what what was it who who was in charge of the fight itself that day who took the fight um, I guess Adrian, between Adrian Davis and uh, Derek. So Derek pretty much, Derek Matthews pretty much. He didn't, he didn't, he thought it was like a little bit too soon at first. But it was an opportunity because his next fight, if he would have won this fight, he had a shot at fighting Roy Jones. Okay. So... And that's what we was trying to aim for. Um, I knew something. I knew something was different about me when he, after a few rounds, he just, he just didn't, he never, look, he didn't look the same. Like he didn't look as sharp as he normally would. And we know that he's a way better fighter than that. So yeah. it was, you know, come to find out, you know, he ended up having an aneurysm, but that's, that's, that's what it led up to. Okay. Um, that that was discovered. Was that something that occurred before the fight or during the fight? It, it it had to occur probably before the fight because he was before the fight he was complaining about his foot was hurting and he had took a Tylenol and of course he's fighting on the New York traffic so it was almost almost a hundred degrees up there so that could even add. To it. Yeah. So him being in that hot ring and taking that Tylenol right before the fight, all that could have affected or could have could have um, uh, kind of like made that a uh, uh, what is that uh, aneurysm kind of yeah. speed up a little bit. He was slow. He was slow. He wasn't as fast as he was. He was just he was out of it. Wow. Yeah, man, I uh, I can understand um, the 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 opportunity to fight for a world title. That's that's what we fighters do. We we definitely um, if we see an opportunity, we know they don't come around much often, you know. So yeah, I understand that, man. Um, I appreciate you for sharing your your story with uh, with us, brother, on on this on this platform. Um, thank you very much, man, ladies and gentlemen. Dwayne Patterson, DC Boxing Legends Podcast.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Ladies, we're doing a tribute to the great B. Scotland. We have a special guest on here now. We have one brother who was there with him during the training time and um, definitely uh, was at the funeral and paid his respects. And um, I saw pictures firsthand. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the great Dylan. How's it going, brother? Hey, appreciate it. How's it going, man? All is well, brother. Dylan Gover, ladies and gentlemen. All is well. Yes, indeed, brother. Give. Yeah, man. I want you to give us a little brief um, moments that you had with B, man. Uh, Share uh, your experiences and uh, some of the talent that he had that you remember. Man, I just know the first time I saw him, only thing I could think was one day I'm going to see him on HBO fighting for a belt. And I don't mean just fighting for the belt and, you know, he didn't get it. I'm talking about he was going to get a belt. And he would have defended that belt for several years after that. That's the talent he had, man. You could see it. You could see it in his abilities. There wasn't no talent that was taught, man. That was natural ability. His hands, his feet, his foot movement, his hand, eye coordination, the dude's hands. He was this quick. Man, when I, when I used to always compare him to Bruce Lee. Wow. That was somebody I used to say Bruce Lee when I when I talked about B's hand speed. When his hands started moving, it was like like watching Into the Dragon. Wow, dude was nasty, man. He was nasty, and um, hey man, he was just just taking too soon, man. Yeah, man. Um, um, I was there today the when man. I want to say that was a Friday. That could be off. It could have been a Thursday, but want to say it was a Friday. I pulled up at the gym and he was standing on the sidewalk. He you could see it in his face. He was mad. And I, um, I kind of laughed because he, he looked so mad. I never seen him like that. Yeah. So I kind of laughed a little bit. And I was like, B, B, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? He's like, he he wasn't laughing at anything. He's like, man, they, um, they canceled my fight. He was supposed to fight over at Michael's at 8th Avenue. Okay. Yeah, and um, that fight, it got canceled. And he was living, man. He was mad. And I ain't really, you know, I knew he was in the zone. He was in his chamber, so I ain't really want to, I ain't want to, you know, say anything else. So yeah. I was like, all right, you know, so I just went on in the train. And then I want to say it was that same night. If it wasn't the same night, it was the next night. I was on TV. I'm like, he got to fight. He got to fight. But um, whatever than that, man, yeah, he, he, was, he was taken too soon. He will never, ever be forgotten on this end. And even in my photo album, like, you know, my son would go through my photo album when he came across his, um, his funeral, um, the information on his funeral. He's like, who is this? I was like, this dude named B, baddest dude who's from rolling with the, with them hands. The bad dude. And, man, you know, I, there's a lot of stuff in my mind I ain't gonna really get into, but the dude was nasty. I just, I always pictured him amongst, like, up there, man. Not just a guy who had who would have gotten a belt, but somebody who would have been his name would have been amongst like Mel Dick Taylor, um, stuff like that. Pernell Whitter. He would have been his name would have been out there like Winky Wright. Yeah, that's the level of what I saw. You know, pertaining to his skills, that's where I saw he was going. He was going in that direction, without a doubt. You know what else? I want to make sure I get this out there. Yeah, he actually loved the craft. Yeah. He loved the craft, man. And, and even when he when he trained and when he sparred, like when I saw him sparring Andrew Council one day, uh-huh. and it was the dude was like 
man, it, it reminded me of like when I used to read about Leonard and stuff, man. The dude was like really about the craft. Man. Right. He was the dude was the truth, man. Absolute is is the truth, man. And he will never be forgotten, man. I just wanted to put my two cents on that. Man, brother, I appreciate well, you for sure yeah. coming yeah. on here and sharing your experience and uh your experience with the the legend, man. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, problem, the great Dylan Glover, DC Boxing right, Legends peace. Podcast. Alright, man. Peace, man. I catch up with you. Alright, brother. Alright. DC Boxing Legends Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing a special tribute to the great B. Scotland, ladies and gentlemen, who we lost in 2001 in New York City. I have a special guest on here, ladies and gentlemen, DC Boxing Legends' own James Baker. How's it going, brother? Hey, what's going on? Some everything good. I'm out here chilling. Yeah, man. I, I just find out through social media when I looked on it a couple of days ago that you and him, you and B, actually were rivals. Explain yeah, that rivalry, yeah. brother. Oh man, it was it was a crazy jump, right? Cause the one time he that was was fighting like a hundred pounds. And um we both was about yeah, I was a hundred pounds, he was a hundred pounds, and we fought like four times out of the four he beat me once. And um he was the only like at that time he I was hey, he stopped me. I ain't never been stopped before. He's the first person that ever did it. Wow. And um, after that, I was like, man, never lose like that again. I got, I got it together. Yeah. But yeah, B, man, we traveled a lot. We did a lot of things together, man. It was like one of the, one of, you know, one of the crew. Yeah. You know? One of the crew. I was, man, Saudi was, you know, you can't, you can't. Is a, you know, he just was one of those dudes. I don't even, it's so, I can't even explain it though, to be honest. Yeah. He, just, he went from, from the being a the the bottom and just from, from one year that one year he was like you know he was losing then the next year my man just turned the switch and wow and it was it was on I was like damn this dude is he really got himself together man he was silky sharp as a tack yeah hard to hit he was he, he put in that work. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah, back in y'all y'all era, man. I, that's what I tell people, man. The, the iron shopping's iron, man. He had no choice but to get better because everybody yeah. was good, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, with Adrian Davis, my Adrian Davis, you can tell he really improved them. Dirk was a coach, yeah. I, and I, yeah, Dirk was a hell of a trainer. But once he got with AD. AD got to showing him the tricks of the trade, man. It, he wasn't looking. He wasn't looking back after that. Wow. Yeah. That's how I be, man. Yeah. That, that old wisdom, man. <laughs> AD did something to show that I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't never want to fight him again. I was so happy <laughs> he got big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm gonna stay out this way. Wow, man. He, he grew up overnight when he went from 106 after 106. He was 147. I was like, man, what the hell? And from 147, 56, to 65, he was a problem. That's a from lot. All them three weight classes, he was a problem. Yeah, man. I, I'm yeah. I'm surprised that he was that small. I couldn't see it, man. When you told me, yeah. I said, "Hold on, how in the world?" Right? He, yeah, he was one. He was a, He started at 100 pounds together, man. 
had a fight, I beat him the first time. The second time, I took him very, I took him so light, I ain't even trained. Yeah. And we got in the ring, that man hit me on with an overhand. I ain't gonna never forget it. Overhand right, and it was a curtain. Damn. All I saw was off. Damn. I said, hey, never again. Yep. Iron shop is iron. Yeah, he definitely got me together, got me on the right track. Yeah, man. That kid. Man, it's, it's great yeah, to I really miss Shorty, man. That's good. Man. Yeah, man. It's great to hear stories like that, man. Especially from them days, man. These youngers can learn a lot from him, man. Um, hey, more 100%. Man, I appreciate... I definitely appreciate you coming on here, brother, ladies and gentlemen. Man, it's an honor to have this brother, man. He's one of the guys I looked up to, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, James Baker. Man, I appreciate the call, man. Thank Always, you. brother. DC Boxing Legends Podcast. DC Boxing Legends Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a tribute to the legendary great B. Scotland. I have someone special here on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, the original trainer of B and the one I remember because when I first started, him and B was everywhere together. I, you could not see them not apart, man. And uh, it was more than, to me, in my opinion, more than just a trainer to fighter relationship. You can notice that they were very close. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the great Dirk Matthews. How's it going, brother? Hey, what's happening, Sean? Man, how, how's everything going, man? I know... Um, it's been many years, but it's way it's way overdue uh, to give our flowers to the, to one of our own, you know, legends, uh, B. Scotland. So, man, uh, give me some some old stories or whatever you want to share, man. This is your time. Wow. Yeah, this is a pretty overwhelming for me, man. And I'm, I'm glad you guys recognize him as a, a, a potential world champion. We all we all thought he was gonna make it. Um, when I when I first moved to the town of North Brentwood, I, I had already had a boxing club in Rig. I, I was trained by by the great legend Agent Davis. Okay. Round one boxing club. I was uh, on the team with uh, a lot of great fighters: uh, Sean Bay Mitchell, Victor Davis, Vaughn Davis. You know, Alton Rice, and uh, we had a great team. And and Agent uh, taught me a lot. And, and Miss B, his wife, they helped me developed my own boxing club and I, I started with my first pupil was Omar Bowman was my nephew and um and then turned the heat Solicon. Okay. Um he was those were my first two pupils. And then I moved to Brentwood, Maryland, North Brentwood, Maryland. And when I, I moved around there, I'm a, I'm actually a professional dog trainer. Okay. And so I moved around there, I, I, I had a lot of uh, aggressive dog and um, when I first moved there it was a corner house and it was this little kid that used to ride his bike past and just stop and, and stare at stare at me basically and he, he was he was a strange kid he wouldn't speak wouldn't speak wouldn't say anything I, I didn't even know he could talk I would speak to him and he, he wouldn't say anything he would just stare at me and, but every day he would just pull up on his bike and just stop right there in front of my house and so one day I went uh, there my my um, girlfriend at the time my son's mother uh, my son Dane Matthews who also was a fighter bought boxing the Golden Gloves his mom 
told me she was working at the rec center up the street in North Brentwood, and she said they were looking for a boxing coach to come up there. So, so I, I went up there, and, and um, they had all these kids around jumping rope and stuff, and I, I, I had already tried to train them when I first came here, and I, I knew that they, they just was interested in, you know, jumping rope and pretending the box. They, they weren't really trying to be fighters. So when I got to the rec center, I, I looked around and I saw those same kids and I was joking with a friend of mine. I said, man, these dudes here for, for uh, physical activity. And then I looked and I saw the kid leaning against the wall. So I asked the other coach, a guy named Al, who started the team there. He, he, he said, oh, don't worry about him. I'm about to kick him off the team. He got a bad attitude. You don't listen to instructions. Just don't don't bother with him. Let's just fool with these kids over here jumping rope. Wow. So I said to my friend, I said, man, I only see one fighter here, and he was listening to me. Uh, he was behind the he was behind me, leaning against the wall. And he mind you, he's about 10, 10 years old at this time. Okay. And he's leaning against the wall. He's looking all mean and surly. Look. Sort of like Mike Tyson. They used to call him Little Mike when he was little, but he um he just was leaning there against the wall and I I knew he could hear me, so I said I said, I only see one fighter here. The rest of these guys are clowns. And he and he started laughing. And I looked over my shoulder and caught him laughing. He had the most magnanimous smile. I mean, you just you would never know that he could even smile because he looked so mean all the time. And so I, I, I pointed to him, I said, I got it, of course. And he went right back to the frown. So I, I laughed and I made my buddy laugh and I went back to my house and about, about 15 minutes later, I hear my dog barking hard and I look and this kid is kicking a, a can around in my yard. He's in my yard now. Wow. He's just standing here. You know, kicking a can around, a dolphin can was on the ground. He was kicking it around. He obviously, I thought, I thought God brought him to me for real. I thought that he brought this kid to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked him to help me put some water in the dog bucket, in the water bowl. And he, he didn't say a word to me. I swear, I, I thought he was a mute for a while. I never knew he could talk or speak. He never said a word to me for like weeks. Wow. He just, would nod and we would nod at each other and um he he went and filled up the water buckets he wasn't afraid and i eventually started talking to him and he asked me that he wanted to learn how to box and he did and i started teaching him uh solo i had a boxing gym in my basement and i um started training him and i got him to the point where he was so good i, I needed to take him um, you know, other places to get work, and, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how our relationship started. We just it was it was it seemed like it was father son from the beginning, and um, that's that's how I discovered these. And um, I took him to round one uh, to train with Adrian, and Adrian helped me develop the and and uh, eventually he, he he could beat everybody in the area. He just slowly but surely got better and better better and until until um you know it's the mind man uh i remember um seeing when i was younger i'm a few years younger than b and um 
to see the, the relationship that y'all had, it was it was bigger than boxing, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you can tell the chemistry, you know what I'm saying? It, just the way you yeah. interacted with each other, man. Uh, we went to New Jersey. Uh, that was the only tournament I was able... I mean, it wasn't a tournament, it was a show. And um, it was you there, B. I think his wife was there as well. And um, just just the camaraderie that you two had was like no other, man. Um, that's why I was asking, uh, like, Sean, anybody seen Dirk, you know, um, or uh, asked uh, James and I asked um, Heyru also, anybody seen uh, B's trainer, Dirk, man, because there's no way I could put this together without him being on here because I knew the relationship that y'all had. And, yeah. and I, I, it would be incomplete for us to complete this uh, episode without uh, you being a part of it, man. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that too, um, Rashad. Yeah, um, man. I was kind of in a funk for a long time after what happened to be. It kind of took the wind out of me. Um, I stopped coaching. I, I pretty much, you know, was disgusted with the game of boxing at that time. Uh-huh. It, it kind of it felt like it backfired on us at the end. Um, B, I pleaded with B not to take that last fight, but he listened to um, people that advised him that he thought had more experience and was smarter. And I, I believe they were trying to help him get world title. That I don't think anyone was trying to. Uh, get him hurt or anything like that. We just they just thought that he's so good that he could deal with a much bigger left-handed guy. Which I I I understood that he had a problem with bigger left-handed guys. He, mm-hmm. he only had six losses, and they were all two um, bigger left-handed guys. And I didn't understand why um, they thought that that fight was a good fight for B. And, and in fact, they. Lou Duva owned the fighter that uh, that he was injured by. I, I don't think we could have won it even if he would have beat him. Yeah. So it just it, to me it was I think B trusted the wrong people at the last uh, stage of his career, um, and that that's what ended it for him. But yeah. um, he was definitely a star in the making. One of one of his most satisfying victories was he he fought in Atlantic City on the undercard of uh, Dana Rosenblatt and Vinny Pazienza. It was a short notice fight and we, we took him up there. He was at 11 one and one at the time. And uh, they told us that the guy was 12 and 0 or 12 and 1 or 1 and 1 something. But they they lied. You know how the quarter box yep. is. They lied. The guy had a lot more experience. He was a Chief farm partner of Vinny Cazienza and the focus was on him. I, I know I smelled the rat at the weigh-in. Wow. And um, I saw they had, uh, the promoter had on this Haley hat. The kid's name was Sugar Ray Haley. Okay. He was a, it was a white fighter. He called them Sugar Ray. You, you know that? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, so, but the thing, the thing was that, that, that really, I feel good about was the way the dressing room when we went to the dressing room we were back there getting ready and he seemed he seemed a little uh, overly concerned like he was you know like he didn't he wasn't acting his confident self 
And then all of a sudden, uh, Bernard Hopkins snatched the curtain open. But he, he, he like snatched the curtain book and he, he like scared us. We were standing there. He went, rah, stuck his head through the curtain. And uh-huh. we, we were shocked. And we looked and it was Bernard Hopkins. And he came back in the dressing room and he, he, he stood there in front of B and he said, he said, yeah, I know what's up with you, B. B. Scotman. I mean, my, my mouth was open. B's mouth was open. We were just looking, we're staring at him like, what, what the hell? And he said, yeah, man, I got Spotlight. I know what's going on over here in Merlin. Y'all got some good fighters over here. I've been watching you on Spotlight, kid. He said, you're the next middleweight champion of the world. Ooh. He said, your hands too fast for any of these guys. Your feet too fast. He said, don't, don't go out there and try to show off for these people up here in Lang City. He said, do what you do. Box this kid. He can't no way he can beat you if you box him. Yeah, don't go out here and try and press these people. And he and he and he hugged us and he took a picture with us. And um, I mean, it's just his whole demeanor. It changed. I, I want to thank Bernard Hopkins when I see him personally for what he did for me that night. Wow, that was heavy, man. Ooh. And also, also, I said with Angelo Dundee. He also came over to us and said, this a good-looking prospect. You got Adrian. Also, uh, Georgie Benton. All these are great legendary trainers that were focused in watching B. He was such a uh, good-looking fighter. You know what I mean? He had physique. He had a stare that could frighten most people. And they all they all thought that he was he was the next one to make it. And so when he... When he he, when we came out the dressing room, he was a different fighter. And when he got in the ring, I thought, you know, Bernard would be somewhere else. Bernard told us he'd be right there, and Bernard was right there ringside. And he was, he was yelling for B, and he was, he was telling B, keep boxing B, stay focused B, keep boxing B. And I, I saw, I watched, I looked around the ring, and I saw the judges were looking that seeing that Bernard Hopkins was the middleweight champion of the world at the time and he was yelling for B and I believe that's the only reason they didn't rob him and I mean B showed his tail off that night and he beat Haley and um, he, he, it was like a star was born that night and he changed his whole mentality he, he believed he was going to be a world champion from, from that night so that's heavy, brother. Man, that's a yeah. ah, that was a that's a that's a that's a, a mean story there, brother. And it's um yep. I can I mean watching it from the amateurs, um it's it, you could see the you could see how great he was. I like he would take over a show. Like it would be yeah. all you know how the golden gloves was. Um, yeah, definitely. Ooh, definitely. man. Him oh Charlemagne yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know everybody knows Charlemagne. Yes, he, indeed. He's our, he's our Mike. Mike Tyson. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he used to terrorize. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, um, but um, he, he's a real lovable kid. I'm, uh, we, I still communicate with him um, almost every day. Okay. And um, um, Charlemagne, what they were. The funny thing about it, they were they were enemies, kind of. They yeah. They went to the same high school, and um, they fought in the Gong Gloves. Now, my yeah. 
I was there. Knocking out everybody. Everybody, yeah. Like, everybody <laughs> curved by the Yes, indeed. And um, and we we actually had went away to Iowa together, and they they became sort of friends. Okay. In high school, they um, his his girl, B's girlfriend at the time, um, Northwestern, and Charlemagne mentioned to her, uh. I'm gonna knock your little boyfriend. I'm gonna knock your little Uh-oh. boyfriend out. That's what he said. Uh-oh. That's what he sealed his fate. He um he said that to her. She said it to me. And and I I mean he just turned the training all the way up. I mean he was just training so hard for this particular fight. And um it was one of the most exciting fights that's ever been in Hillcrest. Yes indeed. And they and they went at it in the first round. And D got rid of him first round, and it was my first uh, open class champion. Yes, and indeed. One of the most proud, one of the most proud moments um, um, for me in the boxing. Man, I I was there, Dirk. Yeah, that man. was a that was that was an exciting fight, man. Because he caught him it with was. a right hook, wasn't it? Yeah, a yep. right hook, man. That was his thing. Yeah, that was his thing, and he really was. I believe that was part of the problem with he, he um his pop his, he was really right handed okay. as a southpaw. Okay. But I think that helped him beat a lot of people too. But I think against the southpaw it, it was it, it was a problem. It, it didn't help. It was a it was a problem because his power was in the other hand and he was standing as a southpaw against the southpaw. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that's what Caused him to have difficulties with. So, um, you, I mean, you you basically um, shared basically what I was going to ask about how it started. You already went there. Um, um, any yeah. advice that you have for? Because um, when we created DC Boston Legends podcast, it's more of a uh, to give the youth the history as well as what to be aware of in this vicious sport that we're involved in. We love it, but we know it, once you sign contracts, things change. Yeah, everything changed. Um, we were, he was speaking about when he began. I remember I remember a kid named DeMarcus Top Top Corley. Um, he fought B. Um, I believe it was, it was soon, not far after he, when he fought James Baker. And um, he beat me. He he beat me twice when they were small. Okay. So one day, I one day, and actually, B was was a very muscular kid. I mean, he he outgrew the weight class. He I think he skipped from one nineteen all the way to thirty nine. Mm-hmm. And um, but I remember talking to Top Top over in um, Paradise Man over there at Kenilworth, and um, I couldn't understand why he couldn't beat this little guy. And uh, and I asked him one day, and Top Top told me. He said he pointed to his head. He said, "B will never beat me." And I said, "Why, man? You gotta tell me, Top, why?" He said, "It's, it's in his head." He said, "It's, it's in his head." Ooh. And um, and that that I I kept that in my mind the whole time, preparing B to get better. And that's all he needed was the confidence. He had all the ability in the world. He just had to believe that he could. He could defeat anyone. Yeah. And, um, Chop Chop helped me to get that through to him. Um, in fact, Chop did something very great, um, and it stuck out in my head at at Dee's funeral. 
uh, his championship gloves in this casket with me. Wow. He wow. He put his gloves in. He won. That's heavy, man. That's heavy. Yeah, yeah man. I did that for Dude because he loved me. Yeah. You know, they became great friends. Yeah, I was able to talk to Chop Chop. He's on. He's going to be on here as well. And um, uh, it, it, I known him since I was a little guy. Man, we grew up in the same neighborhood in the area. So you know. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. From uh, you know, he's from the Mayfair Paradise, but he hung up Greenway yeah. and Thirty Fourth and Thirty Seventh in that area. So he yeah, he's, he's the only one I've seen that I actually witnessed. Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah, really heard him, right? Exactly. Mayweather kind of like asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> he like dropped his hands and was like, yep. what you going to do? And, and and Chop let him feel it, man. He was froze for a second. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But of course, you know, once you, once you do tag him, then he go ahead and do he, what he do. Going to a shell, and then he started yeah, doing he his defensive perfect, shell. Yep. Yep, yep. That's what he did. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of great fighters. Um, that came up in this area, a lot of them. Um, this 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 is a hotbed for fighters. Yes, indeed. DC. It always has been, even back to the Holly Mims. Yes, indeed. Great Ray Robinson, hell at Griffin Stadium. People don't want to talk about it. Yeah, the great Ray Robinson. He was known to come here, uh, defeat people. If he if you had a tough dude in your town, he comes to your town and beat him twice or knock him out and make yeah. sure the world know how great he was. Where they had to force him to fight Holly. And uh, and Ray so great, they had to force him to fight Holly, and he refused to bring his title to DC. Wow, he, said he already knew. Non, he <laughs> said it has to be a non-title fight. Ooh. And, um, and 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 they say if if Ray wasn't who he was, he would have lost. Right. And so you know, if that goes for all the midweights in the world at that time, Holly Mills was a feared and dangerous fighter, and uh, he never wore a headgear. Um, Adrian was friends with him and used to tell me all about him. And uh, he, 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 Adrian trained in the gym with him, and uh, he never wore headgear. And he was a master at riding punches. And, and um, that, that, you know, DC has always been known for for great fighters. Yes, indeed, bro. I just posted uh, Harley uh, about four days ago. You know. Uh, on the on the DC Boston Legends uh, uh, Instagram page, um, one of the greats, man, one of the greats. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was impressed. I've been heard about him from when I was fighting because we, you know, back in out in the nineties and eighties, you had to study the greats to be the great, you know. So right, right. Yeah, you know, your dad, your dad probably studied. Him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. I also want to acknowledge um, a lot of members of, of my team that helped me along the way, um, trying to keep him focused on, you know, staying, staying um, you know, focused on boxing. A lot of times the, the fighters from D.C. get caught up in the streets. And we got a lot of great fighters here, but they get caught up in the streets. And these, and these guys were instrumental in helping me to keep me out of the streets and focusing on being a, a champion. Um, I had my first national champion was a kid by the name of Eric Big Dump McCann. Okay. Won the Nationals in the Ohio State Fair in the first round knockout. I had Daryl Little Rock Stevens who used to 
used to fight Mark Johnson, and, and um, he he was one of the better fighters in the area as well. And he he also helped me. Uh, Daryl Little Rock Stevens, kid named Raymond Hitman Henderson, and uh, we we had several guys that were good enough to become world champions. Um, Tommy Oldham, um, a kid named Anthem Hare. They all they all were, grew up in the area um, in 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 Brentwood, Maryland, and also in Riggs Park, and also in um, Michigan Park. Um, these guys all helped try to keep B focused. B, B took the fight in New York because they promised him the winner was going to fight Roy Jones. Oh. He just wanted to support his family. He wanted to make money and support his family, his wife, Kitten, his son, little BB, we call him, and, um, and his daughter, Chanel. And they, they, you know, they were all dependent on B. And B, B just wanted to be a champion for everyone that, that helped them along the way. And um, it's just, it just sad that it ended the way it did. It's just sad that it did. So he, he, he definitely is uh, an uncrowned champion in my eyes and in, in the eyes of, of many yes indeed brother he's he's a he's a legend he will go down in his history as a legend from this area and and worldwide um ladies and, and gentlemen okay. i'm sorry brother. okay no, no problem bro. um uh, another dude that was a huge help to us uh, antonio starchild Reese, because he was he's also uh, considered an uncrowned world champion, and he 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 was always in B gear and keep keeping B focused. Um, you know, we had a gym there called Pound for Pound Boxing, it's right in Riggs, and we were trying to keep kids, you know, off the streets with boxing, and um, some kind of way it, it didn't work out. We we plan to do it again someday. Yes, indeed, brother. I hope I hope you do come back, brother. Um... Yeah. Uh, uh, the sport needs you, man. I'm telling you from All looking right. at it now, the sport needs you. Needs you. Yeah. Thank you, brother. You're welcome, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dirk Matthews, DC Boxing Legend Podcast. <laughs> DC Boxing Legend Podcast. 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 Home of the champ.